Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. Before we get started this week, I wanted to address that between the last episode's posting and this episode's posting, there's been a lot of dialogue that has unfolded in the general community about the company White Wolf's hiring practices and some of their marketing practices as they relate to hiring people who are widely reported to be harassers and abusers in the industry and ways in which their marketing specifically seems to be targeting and courting members of the alt-right. This is a large part of why Swallows has decided to distance ourselves from White Wolf and Onyx Path Publishing, who purchases the license to Exalted from White Wolf. And I just wanted to reiterate that, that we do not condone any of that. We expressly condemn facilitating abusers, hiring them, and conducting yourself in such a way that cultivates a fan base who could be considered alt-right or reactionary extremists. Now that that's been said, let's get on with business as usual. I wanted to go ahead and thank Rad Absurdum for their wonderful five-star review on iTunes before we get started. Thank you so much. Each five-star review helps get the word out there to more new listeners and drives more people to the show, so we cannot express how much that means. Also, this week there will be no lunch at Madame Faye's. This episode is actually quite lighthearted and fun, and in the light of the things that are yet to come, we're going to save those remaining lunches for the episodes that might need them a little bit more. Now, let's get started. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, having acquired the idol of serenity from Spanky in the village of Tittleman's Crest, Golden Might of the Dawn, Ashen Mask, and Rizzo, accompanied by Cascade of Joy's Rhapsodies, and Tepid Harmonious Accord, set off the apparent location of the final idol, where languishing diatribe, ray of morning sunlight, and Jin were closing in rapidly. Before their fated arrival, they stopped to camp for one final night of companionship and reminiscence. A small flame flickers on a beach in an island in the west. It is late into the night now, and everything for the day has been accounted for. There's no traveling left, nothing left to gather. There's only the sound of the breeze through the trees, the rustling of wildlife in the distance, and the crackle of the campfire as you all sit around it, knowing that tomorrow your journey will end. Cascade of Joyous Rhapsodies, Tepet Harmonious Accord, Ashen Mask, Golden Might of the Dawn, Rizzo and Qui-Gon Jinn and Juice are sitting around this fire. What do you do? Rizzo pulls out a medium-sized clear bottle that has some sparkles in it. Well, this seems like the perfect night to shrink it or shrink it. We're going to play truth or dare? No, we're going to drink it or shrink it. We're going to what? Drink it or shrink it. Oh, so that's called shrinkity? No, it's just, you know, that's what kids say. Is that what the youths on call the it? Sly. I don't know what they say. I don't hang around them. But yeah, I mean, back in my day, we used to, you know, back in your twist day, the cap. You're like 20 years old. I am 21 now. Such a baby. Everyone forgot my birthday, but it's fine. There's been a lot going on. And I don't know that anyone ever actually formally shared birthdays. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone has. I don't even have a birthday. Thanks a lot. Happy belated birthday. Everyone so, has a birthday. 
I don't have a birthday. Everyone has a day they were born. That's different from a birthday, though. No, that is the birthday. No, a birthday is the day that you celebrate how long you've been alive because you have received another number of years of being alive. Based on your day of birth. That's a birthday <laughs> celebration. A yeah. birthday is just the day on which you were born. That's not what they used to tell me. Oh, back in the day. You were fed some lies. I was fed a lot of lies. Do you remember what day? Did they tell you what day you were born on? Who could have told me? Uh, uh, anyone. No. Uh, you know, street witch. She knows all. Yeah. You know, I haven't run into a street witch, so maybe after all is said and done, uh, we can hunt one down and uh, she can tell me my birthday. And then we can celebrate by also finding out how long I've been alive and we can celebrate for that many days for that number of birthdays and then for Riz's birthday, which we've missed. I know there was this lady back in Jaway who I wish I would have known you didn't know your birthday. Her name is Yaga Baba and she could just tell you when you're birthday is oh. that's the only thing she does that's a cool parlor trick it's like being able to look at someone and just guess their weight mm-hmm. i feel like that would be you know semi-useful for something i mean in this case it is oh yeah i mean it would be perfect in this case mm-hmm. exactly in this case it'd be great yeah are you gonna shrink it i'm always down all right and then qui-gon brings this bag that he was holding that has small wooden cups roughly the size of a shot glass i'm not sure that i should partake tonight this island is actually close to a gate and i'm considering well i was considering petitioning tawia adventure and fowley to come along serve as a backup force tomorrow well i mean you don't have to get smashed okay i suppose i will have a drink but i that's what i'm talking about i definitely need to go let them know this is kind of something that we've had a lot of investment in fine do you want to go and tell them and then come back and have a drink? I mean, that would be smarter, yeah. That could take a long time. There's a lot of paperwork involved. And that's why after I leave, I might not be back until later, later. We could leave a shot out for you. I mean, I might be back after you're gone. Oh. As in dead. Oh, I thought you said you weren't going to die. Oh, I'm not. Well, fingers crossed, none of you will die. But this conflict with Languishing Diatribe, it has a lot to do with you, the Solar Exalted, and what you mean to the face of creation. You know, I've been meaning to ask. Languishing Diatribe. Never met them. Mm -hmm. Don't know anything about them. What's the deal there? She's old. Okay. Like well, older than the Bull of the North. I am older than the Bull of the North. Oh, well, also she's friends with a naked lady who sometimes wears a robe. Why don't you leave this to the professionals? Because if I tell him how much I know, then you'll know where to start because then you can catch us both up. Cass is rubbing her temples. Goldie is just like stroking Mercy who is sitting in her lap in his bear cub size. Really though, so... Languishing Diatribe is associates with the lady who's naked but is sometimes wearing a robe and apparently is made out of silver spiders. Now you can catch us up, Cass. Languishing Diatribe used to be an associate of mine and of Tawia's Adventure of Tides and Fowley's. She was the oldest of us and she, at one point, instructed 
instructed all of us in the ways of negotiating and navigating fate and setting things right. But she is very, very old. She lived through the time when the Solar Exalted disappeared from the face of creation. She believed then in the righteousness of the Solar Exalted. But as the Solars left and the Sun turned his back on creation, steadily her faith rotted into bitterness. She imparted her views upon those of us who she trained. Much optimism, but tempered with trepidation. It has been recently that she's decided that if not for the sun, if the Most High were to perhaps care more for creation, to have a more active eye, if the Most High were to be someone who had been born and raised in creation, then perhaps the Most High could fulfill their purpose better. She believes that if we stay our current course, creation is doomed. Even as the Solar Exalted come back, she has begun to doubt that they can ever escape the deficiencies of their patron. Which doesn't seem like it's bad. However, she doesn't care who she has to get through to, you know, get what she wants. She doesn't do what she does with kindness or respect. I mean, I can understand. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Wanting to make things better. Mm -hmm. Getting rid of the old guard. New blood. Good times. Sometimes bringing in new people, replacing the old, can be a great thing. Totally. But... I feel like probably hasn't really thought this through enough. I mean, it's the unconquered son can can he lose i don't even think he can like i mean everything can fall but i don't think she should be the one to do this i mean if she had total power i think her heart can be in the right place but i don't think that she's going the right way about it at all and i don't know all of the details of her plan i simply know what i was told in my time as her friend and associate and what she said when she left the five score fellowship but these idols were created in case ever the gods began to manifest the unseemly traits of the enemies of the god for whom the exalted were created as a failsafe measure, and she intends to use Ray of Morning Sunlight, the sun's own bastard, to supplant him. Ray is not a good or stable man. He is cruel and selfish. Yeah, that also seems like a bad part of this plan. Her bitterness has blinded her to her own faults, and she is so near her fated end that perhaps Perhaps she has done away with any notion of being forced to live with the consequences of the plans that she enacts. Yeah, I didn't really have too much of a problem with it until I remembered that Ray would be the one. Because I could understand uh, the Unconquered Sun has made a lot of decisions that I believe a lot of people of creation would like to question. <coughs> Exalting. <coughs> Godwin. <coughs> But, you know, I kind of feel that it isn't just up to one person to decide who takes the place of the unconquered son. Yeah, I mean, even a good person that I would say, you know, you've got a good head on your shoulders. You're nice. You could do good things. I would not want to give them God-level power. Because it changes a person. You would have to know what that person would be like given those powers and ensure that they would stay that same person. And I think that that's impossible. Look at every single one of you, at the number of exalted people that you've met in your time. Power changes you. Mm -hmm. 
Alsaius. I might, 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 might be willing to vote for Alsaius to take the unconquered son's place. But he's about the only person that I could think of that I might do that for. Even then, I would say it's not a job for one person. I won't lie. The son's turning away from creation for such a long time was bad for many reasons. He has turned his gaze back. He is starting to, anyway. I'm not certain that with the state that creation is in, this sort of shakeup is something that could be sustainable, especially not someone who is as much a product of the broken state of creation as Ray of Morning Sunlight. He's a manifestation of the corruption of the gods, of the decline of much of creation, of the realm. He carries too much weight to see a road to the future that doesn't end in calamity, I believe. But... I could, perhaps, like Languishing Diatribe, be convinced of my own righteousness without seeing a more proper path laid before me. Well, I mean, I'm glad that I came on board to stop this then. Are you really? Well, you know, it's better than, well, I was going to say getting drunk in a bar and then stealing things. It's... (sighs) We could get drunk outside and steal some things back. What am I going to steal? A twig? You could take a leaf out of Mercy's book. And Goldie points to her lion who is batting at small fish in the sea and just taking them out along with Loving. And the two of them are just going to town on some fish. Technically, it's stealing because we're not paying the ocean back. So you can get in on that. Or you could just steal something. Yeah, I probably could. And he lifts his hand up and has the bottle of alcohol in it already. Oh, you sneaky cheeky dude. Well, that was pretty sly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, everyone was looking at a lion, so it wasn't that difficult. But still, I had my hand on it. <laughs> and now you're holding a stick. I what? See what you <laughs> You've reverse pickpocketed. You got to replace it with something. I feel like I've seen this in a picture story before. Yeah, there was a, a very famous play about that. Perhaps. Perhaps Sh- there was. Indiana Moans. Yes, oh. she certainly Indiana does. Moans. I can't wait to actually be able to go see plays. I've never gotten to see one before, but I hear they're amazing. And if I manage to live through this, in addition to other things, that's what I'm going to do. That's good. Let's see good a play. for you. You should get some culture in. I have plenty of culture in me. I don't mean bacteria. I have been all throughout creation. I have plenty of non-bacterial culture. Okay. I'd be interested in hearing what everyone's looking forward to on the other side of this, actually. Going after 100 drunken rubies and murdering him. It's good. It's good to follow up the murder with more murder. You don't want to just go cold turkey on that. Yeah. I mean, if you're wanting to join me on this particular murder, I guess I could use the help because he's got this asshole named The Lover working with him. So the more the merrier. I think I'm looking forward to moving. Jawway is my home, but I think it would better off without me now. You Find just, somewhere, settle down. You just want to get away from Shermie forever. Is it that obvious? <laughs> yes. You, you like literally chucked him so far that he like turned into a little star on the horizon of creation. Maybe he'll stay that way. What kind of place were you looking at moving to? Somewhere next to the water, but still has some kind of trees, kind of like home. So I'm not fully moved away, but I don't know, somewhere for the family to visit. I mean, you, you got water and trees here, but not an ocean. I'm not going to live where we're camped. (laughs) The Hundred Kingdoms has a lot of options in terms of rivers, 
trees and sizable cities. And they have 100 mm. kingdoms for you to choose from. I like sand, though. It's coarse and gets everywhere. Why? I mean, who doesn't love sand? Yeah, sand's great. I hate when it gets in my food. Well, then you put your food on the table. Yeah. No, my food will be on a table and then the wind will just be like, here's some sand in your sandwich. And it just spits it right there. Isn't that what makes it a sandwich? No. It gives it that crunch. The little tiny rocks on your teeth. Potato chips give me a crunch on my sandwich. I don't need sand, too. If you're looking for somewhere with sand, you could consider the Dreaming Sea. That sounds promising. Lots of sorcerers down there, too. That actually might be nice. Is everybody nice there? Well, nowhere is everybody <laughs> nice. Everybody's nice in Jaway. That eh. is demonstrably not true. Yeah, Godwin also came out of Jaway. You just gotta make sure you know how to like love the right people and ignore the others. If you have to ignore people, that implies that they're not the nice people or that you're not a nice people. I mean, if you ignore them, you know, it could be just because you don't like them doesn't mean necessarily that they're mean. Sure. Why not? Whatever you say, Rizzo. Just saying there's a lot of nice people in Jaway. It's going to be pretty tough to beat. That is fair. But you should explore options in the Dreaming Sea. Ashen Mask, what about you? You know, I can't imagine retiring or settling down, moving somewhere and just, you know, getting a nice place and chilling out. I can't. I mean, especially after the last few months, all the stuff that's happened with us, I can't imagine not just continuing to move. Yeah, but I mean, some small towns need help. I mean, I could open up a place just like, you know, Quinn's and call it Quinn Squared or something. But I mean, we were all given some very incredible power. Mm -hmm. And to just go to some small town and get cats out of trees, I just... Who's going to take them down? Are you saying just leave them up there? It's a cat. Okay, but they cannot get down sometimes once they've gotten themselves up there. Ugh, I hate when Mercy gets stuck in a tree. It's the worst. It's just that creation has a lot more problems than just this. This is coming to a head right now, but there's Death Lord. Seven Symphonious Chords is terrified for if his old friends come looking for him. The realm is in tatters. I mean, this is all interesting and stuff, but there's plenty of us around. I just, I think that this is taking a toll on me morally. We've had to make a lot of tough decisions, and I'm not sure... That I'm always making the right decisions, and sometimes I feel like maybe this just isn't for me. That's life. You don't make the right decisions sometimes. But if we're given these powers, shouldn't we? Isn't that our job? So I'm pretty sure that whenever the Unconquered Son is bored, he just looks down on creation and picks the person that he thinks is going to fuck it up the most. That's how I got exalted. And Gully like points at herself with both her thumbs. I think that's demonstrably untrue. Agree to disagree, Cass. You've done a lot of wonderful things since your exaltation. Yeah, I've murdered a whole lot more people than before I exalted is what I've done. (laughs) And I intend to murder more people if I somehow live through this. But you did fix a whole neighborhood. Wow. Okay, but if you didn't have a home to come home to every day after work, and then all of a sudden you do and all your walls are patched up, don't you think that would change all of those families' lives? Oh, I'm hoping it is, but I know that fixing a neighborhood doesn't take away the fact that I have killed thousands of people. And I plan on Everyone killing about their 10 flaws. It's not always a sin to engage in combat or to kill. There are some who words cannot reach. Look, you got this power, and that power means that you can kill 
those who would harm others. You can stop things that otherwise would have been terrible. And you can look at it as the power of killing in the same way that I can look at me and go, so what, now I have the power to be really good at stealing things. How does that help creation? But I got this idol because of that. I found you guys because of this power. And if we can stop some crazy old lady from murdering God, then I think it will be worth it. I mean, yeah, I'm going to continue on doing that. You talk, Goldie, as though most of the people that you killed were not slavers, were not people who would put others into bondage and force them to live miserable lives. You're too quick to deny that there's any good in you. It's there, Goldie. Anyone can see that. I'm just saying, I can intimidate an entire, like, encampment of crystal things that shouldn't be able to be intimidated and tell them not to fight, and I can't convince slavers to not be slavers. That's humanity. Sometimes people suck. Most of the time people suck. Except for you, Rizzo. You are amazing and a gift on creation, and you are a gem even more precious than the actual city of gem, because that's a trash heap. (laughs) Thank you. But you also have to realize some of those slavers, they're mentally different than soldiers. You know, they're just told to do those things. Slavers, I think there's a lot more to that mentality that they have. And sometimes they're just too far gone for even saving. You did the best you could by releasing them of their horrible duties and saving others in that. And perhaps in their next life, it'll be better. And I mean, look at me, how many people I've killed, and most of them really didn't deserve it. At least the people you killed had it coming to them. Anyway, I'm with Ashen Mask. There's no way that I can settle down now. If I have to stop, I'll. it's not going to be good for me. I mean, the energy, since I have exalted like this, the just the pure energy in me, I can't, it's like a, like a fever. I just can't stop moving if i were to try and sit still for any period of time i would lose it well i'm 100 percent dead set on going to the north after 100 drunken rubies and would be more than willing to accept a little help from my friends if you want to and if not that is also totally fine because i can totally kick his butt all by myself this time yeah it's worth considering i mean i didn't have another plan Cool. Nonchalant friendships. I like it. What about you, Cass? What what about you when all this is over? Well, if we've done our job right, I think chances are you're not going to see much of us again. We tried to meddle like Languishing Diatribe once believed we should, and we've made about as many messes as we've cleaned up. It's not for our guidance that you've come so far. It's for your own moral rectitude and unswavering devotion. There's going to be a lot of messes to clean up in Yushan, and... I think maybe it's best if we keep out of the affairs of the Solar Exalted. I don't think that we've done as good a job as maybe we thought we should. I don't know. You can butt into my affairs if you want to. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys have come at a time where we really needed you. Some things that we couldn't do by ourselves. You kind of gave us guidance for some of us who were chosen. We didn't know what we were dealing with. You know, not everybody has like parents to help them through these things and has a rough understanding. And in a way, you guys kind of guided us. And Talia will always be welcome as they are a kind, precious, priceless treasure and gift upon all of you, Sean. So appreciate them. I 
do? Maybe what I'm trying to say is, I think we stepped in and we tried to show you what is good and what is righteous. A helping hand, an ear to your problems, a little bit of counsel, maybe that's not too bad. But thinking that we had the map, that was foolhardy. That's how we got the bull. Yeah, at least from what I've encountered of you. You haven't shown up and told me what to do or how to do it. You've just been helpful. Mm -hmm. You've been helpful. I know I have. Thank you. I appreciate your kind words. I'm sure that the others will appreciate them, too. All right, let's play a game. All right, so I'm going to pour a drink for everyone who wants to play, and we're going to do a thing called Sender Shot. And we have to go through your contact list in your address book, and then we get to write a letter to whoever it is. And if you don't want us to send that letter, you have to take a shot. And if you don't mind, then we send it, and you don't take a shot. I, I, I don't have an address book. I'm pretty sure we're all the people you know. I mean, you're not, but the other people have tried to murder me, want to murder me, or if I saw them, would either slap me or break down into tears. Same. I mean, we met plenty of people in Jaway and in the North. Oh, I mean, some of them probably don't want to kill me, but I, I don't have any of their names except like your glips. <laughs> oh, snap. What it feels like, I have some hot gauze for you, uh... Love Goldie, JK, you're lame. I, I, I don't mean, think his heart could handle it. Yeah, if you if you want to send that letter, send her shot. <laughs> if you want to send that letter to your best hot goss friend, you go right ahead. It's not from me. I didn't say from you. I said to him. I'll I know him he'll never know it was me. He won't cry. I think he will cry. I think he'll be okay. I think he will not ever have any more friends again if you send him that letter. I think I think if it came from you, Rizzo, then would he would be cry. different. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, then send it. That's roughly how the game goes. I'm not saying that that's what I'm doing right oh. now. We're not even close to anywhere where we could send a mail. <laughs> Unless we wanted to give them to Cass when she leaves tonight, and I don't know how you, Sean, does mail. I mean, it's godly magic, so doesn't it work kind of like sorcery, and you just kind of like wave your arms about and spend about a month, and then your letter's just... <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a better solution than asking the person who would actually know. <laughs> okay, how does you, Sean, mail work, Cass? Couriers. Like wood spiders? Are there other forms of elementals or lower divinities? Or if you actually crossed one of your superiors or someone in a higher department and they really, really don't like you, you might be relegated to courier service. Chosen of Journeys are particularly... We could also play a different game since uh, this seems to be difficult and this well, yeah, sending... Part. We could play a game called Drink a Shot. I like that game. I'm very good at that game. It's the same thing. <laughs> Just say you don't want to send the letter and drink the shot. <laughs> but what if I really want to send the letter? What if it's a really nice letter that you composed for me? Then do both. You didn't say or both. You said that either you drink the shot or you send the letter. You didn't say you drink the shot, you send the letter or both. <laughs> I think if you wanted to just take a drink of your drink, you could do that. I kind of feel like I need to take a drink of a drink. I feel like the rules have really broken down here. <laughs> this is drink anarchy. This is supposed to be a drinking game. At this point, Mercy has returned from fishing and is like a very wet ball of fluff that is the size of a bear cub. And he walks up to Goldie's leg and just sandpaper tongues it. Thank you. I think I'm going to take a minute. I'll be back shortly. And Cass stands and walks 
somberly toward the tree line. I think she has to pee. Rizzo is going to pull out a small, it kind of looks like one of those things you wind up, but when you do, it's got those, um, it has small bumps on the cylinder, almost like braille, and it plays music when you let it go. So they have music to listen to, and she's actually uh, gonna pardon herself from the group and see what's up with Cass. Perfect. Let's start with the group that's at the campfire, and then we'll move to Rizzo. And them. So as Rizzo up and walks away, stuff is pretty good. <sighs> Not bad. Perk of exaltation means you don't really get the hangovers too. So true. The downside of exaltation is uh, it takes a little bit more to uh, get buzzed. I was thinking about the burden of responsibility for if they killed the son, but that too. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, I mean, like I said, bad person, good with murder. <laughs> if they kill the son, it's just one more person murdered, right? I mean, what would happen to us? If they killed the sun. Ooh, that's actually a good question. I think that we would just be unexalted then. But I don't like, know. What if, what if it burned out of us? I don't know that much. I only know what I was taught about on Athema, and 80% of that has just turned out to be complete bullshit. But I know that it, for us, it burns out when we die. Our exaltation's gone. But it sounds like yours move around. Like maybe, even if old Sonny up there were to disappear, the fire'd still burn within you. What he gave, no longer his. But I could be completely wrong. I also thought that you like to eat flesh and wear it like a cloak, so... Well, I mean, if it's a dashing cloak. Made out of flesh, it's immediately not dashing. No, no. Well, I mean, leather, that's flesh, technically. I, I'm pretty sure it was implied that it's human, so, like, unless it's berry flesh, like, it's not going to be dashing. Berry flesh? Like, like made out of berries? Uh, I think it's just one berry. A very large berry? Where would you get or a, a berry very like small cloak. <laughs> I think it's a bit of both. Is that, what is this, cloak for ants? I'm pretty sure it's a cloak for flashing when you run around. Anyway, you slice it. The only thing that's really going to cover it is like a micro penis. So Ariston could wear it. That's fine. Uh, I was going to ask a serious question about strategy, <laughs> but here we are. My strategy is I'm going to come in and I'm going to be like, come on, Ray, you don't really want to fight us, do you? And he's going to be like, no, of course I don't want to fight you. Rizzo is totally my bae. And I'm going to be like, great, then let us win. And, and then while you distract him, I'll hit him from behind. I was thinking you'd come in on the side. Well, there's two other people, and if it does come down to a fight, what then? Oh, obviously I'm going to decimate them. I'm going to pull out Yale Scythe, and she jazz hands her rings. I need you to take this seriously, Goldie. I don't take anything seriously. It's how I get through life without crying myself to sleep every night. Have you met me? Have you met me? Yeah. Whatever before have you seen me take seriously? Nothing. Even your relationships. You're like, it's just fucking, and I'm like, no. But that's what it is. No. That's exactly what it is. But see, we're still not taking it seriously, because now we're just talking about sex. Because you shifted the conversation, I asked you to take this seriously, and then you brought up my sex life, which belies some underlying problems about your attitude towards sex, by the way. It's just, it's a thing... That is occurring for other people. And they talk about it a lot. And I'm trying to find a way to talk about it comfortably with them. But also, I'm like, gross. So Rizzo is stepping through the woods. And you can hear the sort of plaintive wailing of Cascade of Joyous Rhapsodies Asu, the like fiddle that she plays. And she is sat quietly 
on a log, playing a sad, plaintive tune. Hey, um, mind if I sit down? Oh, I didn't hear you. Yeah, take a seat. Uh, nice tune you're playing. Thanks, it's been a long time since I had the opportunity to play. We, um, the group, we're something of a musical ensemble, actually, or we used to be. Maybe we can come back to that once all this is over. Have you guys thought about being a traveling troupe? Well, work sends us all over the place anyway, so... Might as well. Exactly. Tali is a hell of a drum player. Really? Yeah, those sticks they use also double as instruments. That's badass. And I'm sure you've noticed Adventure has a thing for that sun sheen of his. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't put that all together till right when he said it. I think that's your guys' calling. I don't know what you guys are still doing here. That's cute. Um, Fowley's a vocalist, by the way. Yeah, you've met him. A sort of big guy, keeps his hair tied back, an accent similar to Tikal's. You know what? I think, yes, I do remember who that is. Honestly, that would be a nice fit for them being a singer. That would be nice. Yeah, I'm just, it's been a long time. And it feels like it was so long ago that I met up with Ariston and Godwin and Ajax, just after you had encountered Languishing Diatribe and taken the idol that drew the realm's attention to Zhao Wei in the first place. A lot of things have happened since then. So many things have changed. I don't even know if I feel confident taking on Languishing Diatribe now. If anything, I'm more heated about it. But after losing so many people within this past year, it just seems like, what's the point? Yeah, there's been a lot of people who have come and gone. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people worth fighting for. Yeah, I think overall, try to keep our focus on all the people, all the families that we'll be saving, hopefully. I'm just... I don't know. I guess I'm nervous to see how they've been doing this whole time. Diatribe in them? Mm-hmm. Apparently they've been making pretty quick work of this whole idol thing. That doesn't surprise me. They're good at what they do because they don't care. Exactly. They just do what they want. Every person they come across, it's like they're just in the way. Not that in the end they're trying, or at least what you were saying is that languishing is actually trying to make better of this situation where they're going to have a better ruler. Someone who has experienced creation. Yeah, they've done a lot of seedy things to get where they are. And can I tell you a secret, Rizzo? Mm-hmm. I'm worried that for all the guidance we've provided and for all the help we've tried to be, that in the end what we're doing is sending the four of you to die. I think that even if you guys weren't here or to help us along the way and guide us, I think we would still end up in this situation. We'd still be fighting this fight. You haven't done anything to us morally in forcing us and and, and we weren't forced. We all wanted to do this because we think it's important in this fight. And if anything, you've helped us get here. I think without Tavia, we may have been killed by the Bull of the North. I know that they feel perplexed about that. But to be quite honest, I think that they helped a tremendous amount to where we wouldn't be here right now continuing this fight and this race if it weren't for you guys. It feels strange to say it, but I guess I feel better. I hope that we're not sending you to your deaths. And if you make it through, I promise that we'll play a song for all of you. That's a nice motivation. I've kicked Ray's ass before. And if anything, I've gotten stronger, but I think that he also has too. Yeah, I think that we can count on them having some tricks up their sleeves. I still don't know how to get a read on Majin. I think we should just let it decide itself. Whatever's supposed to happen will happen. I know that we'll all fight our best fight, but in the end, we tried. Yeah, I think I'm ready to head back now. Let's go. And that's why you always... 
put your best foot forward. Uh, you, no, do you get it, though? Your best foot forward? Yes, I get it. It's just such a dumb joke. <laughs> <sighs> what did you I know miss? what's a dumb joke? What's a dumb joke, believe me? Your stupid face, I'm on you, so called. Oh, oh, shit. I thought of that. that. I approve. was unexpected. That. <laughs> You've got some guts. You've got some real guts. Yeah, you do. And... Goldemite of the Dawn, like, kind of gives the top of Believing's head some scritches. <laughs> I'm going to destroy all of them tomorrow. Yeah, you are, my big, brave mouse. But I eat so many of those mechanical spiders. Please, <laughs> may, but no, don't, don't eat the spiders. I heard they taste like grapes. What? Oh, you're back. No, yeah. no, no. What? Are we telling jokes now? Also, I have a joke. All right, so 185 spiders walk into a bar. Bartender says, sorry, we don't serve spiders here. And then the spiders go, oh, I thought this was a nude party. Get it, mage? Oh, because Majin is always naked when you see her. Mm. Apparently. Quick, quick, gotcha. give, give me another, give me another uh, animal. I'll... I'll I got um, another one. Any any animal. Chimera? Because Goldie has believing, loving, and mercy in her hands. And it's like, instead of picking a mouse, a lion, or a bear, let's pick what they all turn into. Uh, 185 Chimera walk into a bar. Bartender says, sorry, we don't serve Chimeras here. And then the Chimeras go, oh, we're going to chop your dick off unless you let me have some alcohol. Oh, I like that one. Another, another, one more, one more. Uh, and uh, Rizzo takes a quick shot. I'm ready. I'm on the roll. I'm on a roll. Pangolin. 185 pangolin walk into a bar. Bartender says, sorry, we don't serve any pangolin here. And the pangolin just kind of stare and go, ah. And then they walk out and say, fine, you know, see you on the flipper side. Um, that, that That's be, not what a pangolin is. <laughs> that would be penguin. Oh, no, that's a penguin. Yeah, yeah, no, a, pe- a pangolin. Yeah, no, a, a pangolin. That's what I said. Yeah, they don't have flippers. Pe- penguins have flip. You know what? That's fine. Good effort. <laughs> you know what? It's fine. I just, I've had too much. I think I get this game, I though. I think we all have. So 185 lions walk into a bar, and the bartender says that they don't serve lions, and so the lions tackle him to the floor and eat him. Yeah, that's what will happen, though. <laughs> yep. I got nothing. I was trying to think of one, but... It's okay. You got one? I have no jokes. Ashen Basque. Come on. 185 bears walk into a bar. Hey! 185 bears walk into a bar. Bar Cheddar says, sorry, we don't serve bears here. I think Rizzo needs to be cut (laughs) off. We don't serve any bears here. And the bears say, uh, why are you looking at us so grizzly? (laughs) (laughs) I get that. I meant bears like Asher Masks' dad, though. I didn't mean bears like my bear. Oh, oh, I've got 185 wolves walk into a bar, and the bartender says, I'm sorry, we don't serve wolves here. And the wolves say, how are you going to enforce such a ridiculous rule? Nice. One more. This is one for the homies back home. And then Rizzo pours a... another shot and pours it out onto the ground. Uh, 185 dolphins walk into a bar and then the bartender says, hey, we don't serve any uh, dolphins here. And they say, why don't you just blow me? (laughs) Blow hole! 185 fish walk into a bar and the bartender says, I'm sorry, we don't serve fish here. And the fish say, I'm not not a fish, I'm a a man and my my name is Ariston. (laughs) 
having and roasted. You're not even here to enjoy it. That one was mean. You're not he would have liked it. You're not supposed to make fun of dead people. I'm he would have loved a it. a grumpy drunk, and I miss him, and I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss this stuff. Well, it's worst thing to do at a campfire. Say how you're going to miss your friends who aren't dead yet. <laughs> oh, you are not a pretty crier. Oh, my gosh. You are not allowed to have any more alcohol for the rest of the time. I am stuck at living gonna with you. I'm going to come around. <laughs> I I'll get hope. happy again. Okay. Gonna, you got a snot bubble, gonna, baby boy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take this from you and uh, drink it for you. Blow with your nose. <laughs> is that any better? I don't know. My face is numb. Just just go to sleep and go to one of the Don Pat's Accords face. Go if to sleep. You're dead when I wake up. Little baby. I'm gonna cut your dick off. Oh, you can go ahead and cut my dick off anytime. I don't I'm have gonna one. Cut your dick off. There we go. Okay. You guys want any more? I'm I'm good. I think someone needs to be sober to do first watch. <laughs> uh, we don't have hangovers, so it's yeah. fine. I think I should probably Head over to that gate here. I wish you the best of luck. Is there anything I can do before I leave? Drop off this letter. And then she hands it over to uh, Cass. That's a promise. Well, Cass, for as much as I sometimes say stuff that could be taken as less than polite... It has been an experience having you, and I hope you have a safe trip. I thank you for your attempted civility, and I hope to see you tomorrow. I hope so, too, because it means that I haven't died yet. <laughs> Why would we die overnight? Does it make sense? She's not going to be back by the time we see Ray. Oh. Yeah. He is a bitch. We're going to make him our bitch. I learned that one from Accord. He kind of already is one. Honestly, I already my loving, my bitch. What? Does loving What know? are you letting happen, Goldie? I don't really care. That's my big sweepy bear. Oh, I love you. And Goldie kind of nuzzles mm. loving to her face. Aww. That's so cute. If it's so cute, why are you fake vomiting? Because somebody has everyone. And... What? what? <laughs> do you do you want a hug? I don't under. And Rizzo just kind of falls asleep instantly. Oh, okay. Riz- Rizzo is a confusing mean drunk, but I guess at least she didn't pee in a laundry basket. So she wakes back up. Anybody got a laundry basket? What? And so Cass disappears. Once again, behind the trees, this time not to return until sometime tomorrow. And as she disappears, we see three forms and a wolf at this fire, chatting and laughing and drinking as the fire begins to get low and the sun slowly begins to rise and a day that will not soon be forgotten begins. Thank you so much for listening to Swallows of the South. If you'd like to get in touch with the show or ask Quinn any questions, feel free to contact us 
at our email at swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com. We can also be found on Twitter at Swallows of South and on Facebook and Tumblr at Swallows of the South. Our theme song is New by Elvis Herod. If you'd like to help the show out, feel free to leave us a five-star rating or review on iTunes or check our Patreon. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next Tuesday.